Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Penance Shakespeare. Uh, much ado about nothing. I'm Colin Kelly. I'm the assistant director, the main director, and with me is Catherine Pratt. I am the dramaturge. So basically, it's my job to interpret stuff, which I there's not a lot of that to do here. This particular play <laughs> comes this night to Messina. He's very nearby. This. He was um, really so right now we have uh, Jason Wallace as Leonardo and Jack Kalk as the messenger. Um, one thing I've been noticing, because uh, spoilers, right now we're casting Othello. Uh, yes. <laughs> Go audition. Yes, uh, if you haven't. Uh, going through every single, uh, I've now read a bunch of Shakespeare plays back to back, or had to, I've run into a bunch of Shakespeare plays back to back, and it seems that everyone opens with a conversation between two people. Where one of them's like a minor character describing a main character, like Don Pedro, or what's going on in Messina. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, it's it's a it's a device. Um, a lot of Shakespeare's work was still based off of um what we know of Greek plays and passion plays. And that's how most older drama was structured, um, because you had a chorus character or characters that would come in and set the stage for you because early drama was performed with minimalistic sets and props. So it's kind of a throwback. Um, and, and it's, yeah, it's pretty standard through most of Shakespeare's work. Um, I mean, just like off the top of my head, the Scottish play, Hamlet, Othello does it, friggin' uh, Merchant of Venice does it. So, yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll probably be interesting when we find one that doesn't do it. <laughs> um, this is Renee Christine Jones' Beatrice, by the way. Yes. There are a few people I can think of who could be as successfully caustic as, uh, as Beatrice has to be, and yet still be sassy and likable, and, uh, and Renee does those both. So, yay, Renee! <laughs> You must not, sir, mistake my needs. Well, uh, one of the cool things um, for this one, I don't know if anyone else, any other cast members have, but Benedict and Beatrice, uh, Paul Bergman, who will appear shortly, and her actually did got together on Skype and did rehearsals with each other. Oh, lovely, lovely. That makes me so happy on so many levels. I'm I'm biased because I've played Beatrice before, so I know how much fun this role is. So it's I love this play, I, hands down. It's one of it's one of my absolute favorites of Shakespeare's comedies. It's like a tie between this and Twelfth Night, and maybe comedy verse is like right below that. I see, lady, the gentleman is not in your book. So talk about the music in the background, Colin, because I have not heard a lot of this before. Um, well, one thing I wanted to do with each of the plays is give them a unique feel and something that's different from every play you've seen before. And last time we had Macbeth, and that was all drums and Kevin MacLeod's music. Yes. Um, so this one, I kind of wasn't sure exactly what I was doing. So I, when we were casting this, asked for many composers wanted to compose a song for Balthazar. And Vincent Morrison, who plays Balthazar, uh, composed a song that you'll hear underneath everything. And afterwards, I kind of found music to kind of fit with that. That's pretty awesome. So. 
Vincent, you're awesome! Yes, yes, he is. For many reasons. I'm not at all shocked. He's, uh, this is not the first time I've heard of, I've, I've heard original stuff by him, and he's very talented, so it's very nice that we get to have those kinds of resources with Pendant, because that's a, a very lucky thing. Oh, yes. Um, so the music's kind of, well, it's kind of interesting, I think, because it's what I'm figuring out. The only thing I majorly wanted was, like, I want a guitar prominently. But there's just so much you can do with a guitar, it's not even funny. So. Oh! Paul. <laughs> I'm laughing, because it's like, it's like all of his Leo sass on Avalon is also in this role, and that just makes me laugh hysterically. Like, it's like all I can think is Paul must be like made of sass. He just walks around all day leaving zingers for people. I'm pretty sure that's all he does. You know, it's funny because I've had conversations with them, and yeah, that's not that accurate. <laughs> um, so B.S. Paul Bergerman as Benedict. Um, Dom Pedro um, is played by Dave Morgan. Yay, Dave! I love Dave. <laughs> Master of voices, that guy. She just, he just pops up everywhere, you know? You're like, you're like, I wasn't expecting that. Oh, look, a wild Dave has appeared. <laughs> um, if you listen, listen carefully, guys. You will hear Vincent's voice underneath this scene. I thank God and my cold blood I am if you are humor I'm listening. I wanted to freak attention to this. You'll hear it in full, I think, uh, third act? No, second act. So. Well, then, God, keep your ladyship still in that mind. So some I gentleman guess, yeah. or other shall escape a predestinated scratch. <sighs> Scratching could not make it worse. I think my favorite line is, you are a rare parrot teacher. I am so just, mm, I love this play. I love everything about it. I love Benedict and Beatrice's banter. I love the comedic turnaround. I love the seriousness later on between Claudio and Hero. I love everything about this play. <laughs> you know, we have to give props to... Uh, Katie Keating is hero. Um, she's in this scene. She has one line. Yeah, well, that's, that's hero for you. <laughs> well, the in the entire scene, she's there. She's in the script. Is there? She's just silent. Yeah, she's not really talking. She's interacting with other characters on stage. I'm uh, Perry Whittle is Don John. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> he plays a good villain. I am not oh, yes, you know. One of the first things I ever but cast I him in you. was the very first Isn't episode of Seminar, and he played the devil on the telephone. Oh, that's right, yes. That was how I heard his voice the first time. Absolutely. I have such fond memories of that of that first uh, that first episode of Seminar because I, I, it was such, it was a new show getting off the ground, so there's a lot of fun stuff. And that was that's always how I'll remember Perry is. He's the devil on the telephone. Is she not a This is Chris Hackney as Claudio. He, he would be. He... Hackney, I love you. Just, tyrant to just so you know, just FYI. Well, <laughs> Claudio is one of those characters that you really need acting weight to pull off, I think. Mm -hmm. and, um, <sighs> famously, um, Sean Patrick Leonard, who played him in the Kenneth Branagh version, uh, what? Er, Sean Patrick Leonard, Robert Sean Leonard, that guy, the guy who then played Wilson on House, that dude. I'll think of his name later. I'm sure. I, it's three words, and I always forget him. Um, but I like the actor. Um, it's funny because he actually played Claudio in this. And I think it was right after he had done Dead Poet Society where he played, like, a character who played Puck in a scene. And, and then um, 
I actually have a copy of the documentary of um, of one of the most famous uh, Shakespearean dramatists at RADA teaching a workshop for prof like like famous. I mean, Samuel Jackson was there, and this guy was here, and like Bernadette. I think with Bernadette, not Bernadette Peters, but like a like a bunch of people that you think of in their heyday in acting in the 90s all went to this workshop and he walked out of it and the first thing somebody asked him was so what did you think and he goes you know what i think i think i should have taken this before i tried to play claudio on film like because he clearly he clearly he said he even admitted it he said i did not feel comfortable playing claudio because there was so much weight to that role that i didn't understand when i got cast and i couldn't quite grasp it all until after the fact <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it, uh, really, really, Hero, Claudio, um, Don Pedro, Benedict, and and I would argue, um, uh, not Balthazar, the other, the other one of Don John's, or Conrad, Conrad, um, Seth, I'm sure. Spoiler. Yes. Here you go. Well, you know, you have to have actors who understand their text, especially Conrad, because Conrad is so friggin' smarmy. Um, and depending on the actor playing Don John, uh, Don John is the, the, the one coming up with all the ideas, or Conrad's the one coming up with all the ideas. All depends on how the actors play it. So it's a... It's a very fun script because it is layered, um, but at face value, it's very easy for most actors to grasp. Oh, yeah. If my passion changed not shortly. This is called uh, Glimmering Hope by my funniest name, Fluffertron. Wow, I like that name. Fluffertron. I speak my thoughts. And in faith, my lord. I'm spoiled though because I, I I own the uh, I own the um the the David Tennant Catherine Tate version of this so I'm spoiled forever. <laughs> yeah, everyone, the we do not actually fully endorse the Kenneth Brown version. Go yeah, spend I, money on David Tennant. My yeah, my recommendation is to see the David Tennant one. Um, you can actually get it through um a I, I gotta think of the website, LondonTheater.com, I think, or something similar to that. Royal Theater, maybe. And they actually are the ones who exclusively filmed the plays on the West End. So uh, when they did their version, when the, that that version of Much Ado came out, I bought that. I paid the twenty bucks for it, no problem. And it is it's worth every penny. Absolutely hysterical. It's worth every single penny. All Doctor Who fans. Yeah, there you go. Get into Shakespeare. Watch if much of it. If you're a Whovian and you liked Ten, I suggest you watch it. Pick out my knives with a ballad maker's pen and hang me up at the door of a brothel house for the sign of Well, if ever thou dost fall from this He's so sassy. And he sounds like he's like anything but that. Like, like, you know, whereas whereas Benedict is... Benedict is very... You know? And Tennant's Benedict is very fast and very David Tennant squeaking and, and being very sassy. And Paul's playing him very kind of, I am so way too cool for all of you people. And I love that. <laughs> That's a good description of Paul Brueggemann. So. He plays him, and he does it as Leo, too. A lot. I like the way that, one of the ways that Paul plays sassy is too cool for everybody else in that room. And I love it. <laughs> well, let's be honest. The man... 
Fastest director in Pendant is probably Paul. That will quake for this shortly. I look for. I don't know. I. I, hm, I don't know. In the meantime, good <laughs> I would I would love to have a quick draw match with him. Because I've mixed I've mixed some pretty hefty episodes in very short amount of time. Uh, now now I'm starting to feel like we should have a challenge. <laughs> we're, we're gonna have a, a I don't know, a seminar short or something. It's like here you go guys, have it. Good luck. The body of your discourse is sometimes guarded with fragments. And the guards are but slightly basted on neither. Oh, Benedict. Ere you flaunt old ends any further, examine your conscience. And so I leave you. My liege, your highness now may do me good. My love is thine to teach. Teach it but how. And thou shalt see how apt it is to learn any hard lesson that may <laughs> do thee good. Sorry, I just love this place so much. But it's so easy to just get air. lost in this. Like, I've heard this. Yeah. So many times directing it, because... Well, spoilers, one annoying thing about Much Ado About Nothing, there's usually this giant scene that is, like, evil for a director, because you have to do the music, and it's... There's, there's no... There's, we don't have any pieces of music that are, like, you know, 20 minutes long. So. Truth. Thou wilt be like a lover presently, and tire the hearer with a book of words. Ah, Dave. If thou dost love that man, <laughs> it flows like honey from his lips. Break with her Amazing. Her father, and thou shalt have her. Trivia for all the Shakespeare fans out there, but the person with the most lines in the entire play is not Benedict or Beatrice or Claudio Hero or any of them. It's Don Pedro. Yep. So... What need the bridge much broader than the flood? I, th I think you know, I think it's one reason why he's such a a wonderful character, but at the same time he often gets overlooked. Um, it, because he is kind of your your quintessential. I will assume. I want to say every man, but he is kind of the ideal gentleman. In that he, I would say he would appeal to both your your really highbrow audience and your mid your mid audience. You know your. Your groundies don't really care about... They, they care about the funniness that is Benedict and Beatrice when they're, like, you know, tricking each other and crap. <laughs> and and they care about the sheriff's men, obviously. Um, um, that's Randy Bowser as Antonio. So. How now, brother? Fun stuff. <laughs> you know, one thing that reminded me when I was doing the casting, but... Uh, brother. Don John and Don Pedro are both kind of both very manipulative characters. Mm -hmm. The only difference is Don Pedro uses his forces for good. Yes. <laughs> or his powers, I guess. Well, and it's the whole it's that whole dichotomy of, of brothers. Um, and and this is not the first time Shakespeare's done that. I mean, when when there are brothers involved, there there tends to be a lot of similarities and and differences, and the differences tend to be in how they use something, but they had the same skills. Um, Comedy of Errors is a fantastic example of that because you've got the two the two brothers who were noblemen, and then you've got their two servants, Dromeo, who were brothers. They're twin, two sets of twins separated at birth. And they both have similarities and differences, but they're you can clearly tell they're twins, and typically a humorous effect. And uh, Shakespeare's really good at that in his comedies, and 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 in his tragedies as well. But I think you know he uses it to a different extent in his tragedies. He tends to when his tragedies tend to get more what you think of when you think of epic 
you know, epic drama tragedy where the the family politics come into play, less the family hijinks, as you see here. Um, and this scene was directed by my assistant director at the time, Randy Bowser. Um, and that was Seth I'm sure is Conrad. And uh, you'll be hearing Pete Milan as Baraccio. Exciting. The sadness is without limit. Pete gets sassy later on. Pete in general. It's kind of interesting. Well, yes. It's interesting always when I have Pete because he's always starts ad-libbing. It catches himself going, crap, no, 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 it's Shakespeare. It's Shakespeare. I can't ad-lib during Shakespeare. I mean, you you, you kind of could, I but I, I, let's put it this way. I have no never seen a performance of Shakespeare wherein wherein no there was pleasure. vocal ad-libbing that was whole new line. No I've seen, I've seen you know, squeaks and, and laughter oh, no, and, and all sorts of emotive okay, physical stuff, obviously, that you could, call, you could fall under blocking, but never any extra lines, so. Well, and then there's way to overachieve. I've seen it when you know you switch monologue, switching yeah, paragraphs or something. So yeah, yeah. But that's different. I mean, that's that is you still got the original text. You're not really doing any manipulation of it. I had rather be a canker in a hedge. I mean, there's there's kind of like this unspoken rule of Shakespeare that there is a purity to the language, so you can do whatever you want physically or setting-wise and location-wise and. And interpretation-wise, but you don't want to manipulate the language. You want to leave it pretty much the way it is. Um, unless you're switching genders. That's like the only time I've ever seen it done and done well. Write his pronouns and such. Yeah. So you know, the settings. Anyone excited? Um, this, I think I've said in the present day, Macbeth was in the past. Yes. And then next, we're going to be going to the future. Can you make Ooh, it'll be interesting to see how you do this. I'm, I'm excited to see how you're going to pull it off. That's going to be, well, did I, I haven't seen the composer, but I found a cool, uh, Landon found a cool composer for that. So. Awesome. Prince, your brother, is royally entertained by Leonardo, and give you intelligence of an intended marriage. Will it serve for any model to build mischief on? What is he for a fool that betrothes Poor Claudio, he's kind of a joke. <laughs> They're both Mary, just like, we're evil. Exquisite Claudio. Even he. A proper squire. And who? And who? <laughs> Which way looks he? Mary on Hero, the daughter and heir of Leonardo. A very I'm trying to remember which song this is. Unprepared, <laughs> folks. Unprepared. I'm thoroughly enjoying me the prince and Pete waxing poetic evil like he does. He just does that now, I guess. He does it. He does Pete, what do you do? Do you just like sit in your room twirling your invisible mustache, going, How can I make the sound more evil every time? Yeah, I can see him doing that. I think he does. I really do. This may prove food to my Would you like to photobomb the commentary, hun? Anna's making faces at me. You can't see it. That's not fair! Yes, you are. You totally are. Don't say you're not making faces. Yes, you are. I love you. There she is. Come, camera. Shall we go prove what's to be done? We'll wait upon your now, I've, I, I've probably been on the most uh, tabula rasa commentaries for someone not actively working on the show. 
think you're supposed to do that, Colin. No, I'm not supposed to. Stop crossing streams there, buddy. <laughs> so, um, oh, gosh! We're at the end of the first act. Plans have been... Teams have been made. Plans have been laid. It's going to get fun and exciting. I love this play. I'm so hyped. I friggin' have I mentioned that I love this play? No, I don't think you have. Not enough, at least. Hey, I love this play! By the way. Chris Hackney as Claudio. Renee Christine... I love everyone in this bar, and I love this play. Set that um, I should mention this is Pete Brian Ryan Reed as he's our new credits announcer. So that's you. And uh, Pavel looks wonderful piano playing. Yeah. Uh, these are in order of scene. So ah, so for those of you who are also wondering, what is this awesome music and where can I find it? Now you know. Right, since I'm lame and I'll mention it now and then. So. <laughs> he forgets easily. I need a new brain. It's it's not my fault. I just I got one. I can't help you there. Sorry. Sacred rain by Love Cavi and Mr. DSL. Silhouette in sunset by Vibe. Southern porch. I like the way that that Brian says his name. It's very like. Shakespeare theme by Pavel Zook. I have to apologize to Brian because for some of these song names, he's like. How do you pronounce this? I do that to him all the time on Avalon. All the time. I get email. I don't get emails, but I get like, he'll say it and then he'll be like, um. Anyway, we're out of episodes, so I should probably stop talking. We will see you guys. Same uh, Shakespeare time, same Shakespeare channel uh, next month for Act 2. Oh, yes. Woo! <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.